talk about hating, right? A non-compete agreement is like breaking up with a girlfriend or boyfriend and then telling them you can't date for a year or two or fall in love or I'll sue you. Hello, everybody. I'm your favorite faith-based financial advisor, A.B. Ridgway. And today we have something special to talk about. You probably read the title and thought, where is he going with this? Today, we're going to go over the difference between a non-solicit agreement and a non-compete agreement. And this will tell you why your doctor is not talking to you the same way he used to. So let's get right into this. Whenever you join a hospital or in most professions where you're going to be speaking to the general public and acquiring clients that revenue is depending on their loyalty, most likely you signed a one or, or two year type of contract. One's called a non-solicit agreement or a non-compete. Wait, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Before we go any further, let me make sure I read this correctly. I am not a lawyer. This is not legal advice. And this is strictly my opinion and my interpretation of the law. Each scenario is going to be different and you should seek legal advice if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about your situation. Okay? Are all the lawyers out there waiting to sue me gone? All right, perfect. Just want to make sure we have the disclosures correctly. So let's get back to this video. And if you're listening on the podcast, let's get back to the podcast. Let's break this down. Let's, let's break these two things down. Non-solicit in basic terms means when you leave all of your patients, right? You cannot proactively reach out to them and say, Mr. and Mrs. Boudreaux, I'm leaving the hospital and I will be working at another hospital. We've had a doctor-patient relationship for the past 10 years. I delivered your two children and I would love to continue the relationship that we built over these years. Will you be willing to work with me at the new hospital? This comment right here is a direct violation of that non-solicit and non-compete agreement. And they, meaning the company that you used to work for, could sue you for trying to solicit their client. You got to understand, when you do business with a company or a hospital, you are their property. That means that you belong to them, your personal information, you sign the agreements and the contracts to work with that company not necessarily the individual that signed a contract to represent that company. Keep that in mind. Now, can they do this forever? And the answer is no, can't do it forever. Usually there are one or two years, depending on your contract. It could be longer depending on your industry or which type of contract that you sign. You know, some people may sign a 10, 15 year contract. We don't know, but typically they're about one or two years. So with that said, they're very hard to enforce in the courts for a couple of reasons, because maybe Mr. and Mrs. Boudreaux go to the same church as a doctor. And when they realize he has left, they're sitting in church, maybe, you know, service is over and they meet him and they talk to him. The doctor has every right to say, yes, I'm no longer at the church and I have moved on to another hospital. Full stop. Zip it. Don't say another word. Why? Because if he or she says, can I tell you more about it? Or would you consider coming to my hospital? That can still be considered a solicitation. 
But if the client responds with, hey, doctor, you aren't at the hospital, that's unfortunate. Are you taking clients at your new hospital? Because I would like to stay with you. I mean, you did deliver our two kids. Now, that doctor can bring that client with them. That is not a solicitation. That is the client proactively reaching out as if they were another competitor or because think about it. The client has free choice. The client can pursue any relationship that they want to. The contract prohibits the individual from seeking a relationship with that person. It does not prohibit them from accepting a relationship from them. Now, let's keep this in mind. This is during the one or two year contract period term, right? I, almost like a period of silence, right? But outside of that contract time, if asked about his or her business, he or she is free to openly invite any client that they wish. Now, the caveat people need to understand about these contracts, that doctors could not take any client information with them unless there was a prior agreement. And in most cases, they're, they're usually not. I mean, why would you give somebody a non-compete and then give them access to all the information that they need to compete with you? It doesn't make any sense. But that means he or she has no phone numbers. They don't have any addresses. They don't have any email account information or any of the years of notes that they may have gathered um, to do their job better, right? So the client reaches out, it's like, well, you didn't you used to know that. It's like, well, I did. Yeah, <laughs> I did have it down, and you know, I, I did use it to to provide recommendations, um, but I have no more of those notes, right? So even if he or she wanted to reach out, they wouldn't have the contact information in the first place. So. If you're, if you're wondering why your doctor hasn't called you, it's probably because they don't have their number and they can't keep it in the phone that was provided by the company at large. That is why if you are looking for your doctor, somehow he magically disappeared, you can Google his name. And in most cases, something will pop up, his LinkedIn, his Facebook or something. Uh, and you have every right to reach out. Now, just be prepared if he or she sounds distant uh, as if they don't want to deal with you, right? They are probably tiptoeing that line to make sure they tell you that they care, that they want that relationship, but do not want to breach their contract. They may be giving you very short, direct answers because anything that you say or do can be used against you in court. And it's sad. Something as simple as a text message, something as simple as, you know, a Facebook message or a LinkedIn message or something like that can be used against that doctor in court. And it's sad. It's sad because, you know, clients don't know this and companies are not going to tell them. So let's talk about non-competes. These are usually less enforceable because you're telling people they can't even be in the same area. They can't even do business the same way they did before. It is a clause under which one party agrees not to enter or start a similar profession or trade in competition against another party. I mean, wow, talk about hating, right? A non-compete agreement is like breaking up with a girlfriend or boyfriend and then telling them you can't date for a year or two or fall in love or I'll sue you. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. But as I said before, the courts rarely uphold these types of agreements because they're pretty harsh. The sad part about these types of agreements is that the company is not going to openly share this information on the doctor's behalf, right? You will not walk into a hospital and ask, where's Dr. Broussard? 
And they respond with, well, he moved to another hospital. Here's his contact information if you want to continue that relationship, because we care about your relationship and how you feel, not necessarily profits. <laughs> You'll probably receive a general letter stating your new doctor's contact information. And when you ask, where's your regular doctor? Guess what they're going to say? He left, but Dr. Newhire right here is just as good. Let me introduce you. That's probably what's going to happen. So if you ever get in a situation where your doctor is missing, I would say find out what happened because they may be under a contract where they are unable to say anything. And for the next year or two, that company is going to try to feed you information for their own benefit, trying to make you stop thinking about that person, you know, out of sight, out of mind. But if you truly have a good relationship with that doctor, that one year is not one or two years. It's not going to be a long time to wait for someone you truly want to work with. I hope you have a better understanding about non-solicitation agreements, non-compete agreements, so you can understand what happened to your favorite doctor, lawyer, or CPA. As always, I hope you've been blessed, but before we go, I'd like to talk about our guiding principle. I am a faith-based firm. I do like to spread the gospel, and in this situation, I think is very applicable um, to address this scripture. It's Romans chapter 15, verse four, for whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Now this is speaking about the scriptures, but I want to relate this to contracts. What was written in those contracts was for our instruction. And we must be faithful to our word as believers in truth. We shouldn't complain and cry about what is in the instructions, but through endurance and through encouragement of the scripture, we might have hope. Trouble doesn't last always, and the truth will come to the light. Some of our favorite professionals may be under these type of contracts. We must give them grace and understanding when the time comes. This has been another episode of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things a podcast dedicated to helping investors like you make financial decisions that strengthen your faith. As always, if you're looking for a financial advisor, all links will be in the description below to schedule an appointment, to engage with our social media, like our Facebook group, our YouTube, and our LinkedIn. And don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Thank you.